What is going on, guys? I hope everything's working. Welcome in to episode 74, I believe, of the Scope FPS podcast. Um, yeah, it's just me. I don't know where Blue is. So I guess uh he was supposed to be here like 20 minutes ago. So I guess if you see Blue out and about, uh tell him tell him that we miss him and uh hope he's okay. So basically, uh what's gonna happen here is uh I'm gonna try to get through this. I'm gonna try to get through this on my own and see how it goes. And also what that pretty much means is that I'm going to need help from you guys. I need help from chat. Uh, probably uh, be answering and talking to chat just a little bit more than normal since it is just me. But I have done this before. You guys get to listen to me talk for an hour or so about everything going on. And as you guys know, this was an episode I was looking forward to. We're not going to let the vibes get down. We're still here. We're still doing it. Lots of stuff to talk about with the, the Summer Games Fest week, formerly known as E3. Moment of silence, okay? Moment of silence for E3. All right, which is now Summer Games Fest. Good job, guys. Appreciate that. And um, yeah, we're going to have to get through everything and see what was there. Basically, what we're going to do in this episode is look through everything from the eyes of an FPS fan. Uh, not great. No, I mean, I mean, spoiler alert, not <laughs> not too great. Um, I think if I had to rate it, I feel like the Xbox Bethesda one was probably the best. And I don't know if that was because of the content or because of the fact that I really appreciated them not talking and doing corny little skits in between every single game. Um, they actually just showed games. They talked a little bit at the beginning and a little bit at the end. So that, that was really pretty cool. I really appreciated that. And um, yeah, so we got a lot of content to get through today. Um, I kind of have a list of stuff. And then, dude, I think just to, just to get right into it, man. I, I think the biggest bummer for me was today, dude. I, that Ubisoft forward was rough. I thought that thing was pretty rough today. Um, I thought the production quality was like a little bit sad. Um, it was a little bit of a bummer. It looked like they were in like an abandoned high school auditorium or something. Um, all the people on stage were really nervous. Uh, it didn't look good. The broadcast quality wasn't there either. So I, uh, I honestly don't know what was actually going on with that. That was, that was a little bit weird. It honestly, um, Honestly, kind of makes me worry for for Ubisoft in the future. Um, I feel like the other thing that was a big disappointment about Ubisoft Forward is, dude, I really, really thought I was going to be able to talk about Division Heartland, which is a game you guys know that I'm pretty excited about. I was hoping uh, we would be able to talk about that today, but they really didn't say anything. They really didn't say anything at all um, about that in that game. But I do have a list. I made a list throughout the week of some of the FPS games um that came through and uh we can definitely get into those starting with summer games fest we did i i checked out the pc game show basically guys you're welcome you're absolutely welcome i sat through like 99 weeb games bullshit and cringy sketches to bring you like the three or four shooter games that we get to talk to so you guys owe me you guys owe me pretty big i'm not i'm not gonna lie to you yeah star wars microsoft outlook yeah that was awesome um, that was really cool. Yeah, as you guys know, it's supposed to be Star Wars Outlaws, the new open world uh MMO that's coming from Ubisoft. And when they announced it, uh the Joe Biden like CEO Eve Guillermo called it Star Wars Outlook. So you get a new skin, I guess, for your Microsoft Outlook Express, I guess. Get this guy an Outlook account, man. I don't even know uh what they were doing over there. But yeah, like awesome session chat, it is actually insane that they did not mention Division Heartland at all. Yeah, they said uh, that we were going to get more information, and they also mentioned 
that we were going to see the first like closed beta and the first beta testing coming up. So, I mean, summer's going on, guys. It is the middle of June. I would have thought it made, that's why I was excited because it made perfect sense for them to announce Division Heartland and then talk about when the beta was going to be in the next month or two. They did that with X Defiant, which we will talk about uh, the pluses and minuses to X Defiant. Actually, some pretty big news uh, with X Defiant that we'll get to um, a little bit later. Um, also, not directly involved in the Summer Game Fest week, we did hear about the finals beta. Embark Studios is starting their second beta. Um, they did a little bit of adjusting on some modes and stuff we will try to get into towards the end of the show. But again, sorry for the awkward pauses. Um, it's just me tonight, uh, but I appreciate everyone being here. I hope we can have a fun, a little more, not to be weird, I'm not getting weird on you guys, but hopefully we can have a little bit uh, more intimate show, uh, interacting with chat a little bit more. I'd love to hear your guys' opinions. With that being said, that is why you guys are on the screen. So when people go back to watch the VOD, you are there on screen. You can see what everybody's saying. I love it that you guys chat. You guys have awesome thoughts, comments. I really, really appreciate it. As well as the toxic ticker is back above. And we are getting really, 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 really close, really close, guys, to uh, 3,000 downloads for the, uh, for the audio-only version, which is, uh, which is pretty crazy. Not going to lie to you. That's pretty wild. Um, yeah, so let's go ahead and get started. One of the first things that we heard about, thank you guys to the podcast listeners, sorry, to, to circle back around to that. I, I appreciate it so much. That, that's incredible. Um, I, I thank you guys so much. I will try to keep up the pace. And not make this super boring. But yeah, yeah, closing in on uh, 3,000 audio downloads. This is absolutely, absolutely wild. Appreciate you guys so much. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. The first thing that we heard about, I think I took these notes in a fairly, fairly chronological order. And again, one man band tonight, so I might not have everything pulled up in time. So just bear with me. Uh, but the first thing I believe that we heard about was during the Summer Game Fest, Call of Duty Season 4. Now, I... <laughs> I don't know, guys. I've had a lot of people in my Twitch chat and a lot of people talk about the stuff that's going on. A little bit extracurricular, I would say, within the Call of Duty community. Yep, LDR with the, with the Nick Merckx drama and, uh, and stuff like that. I don't really, man, I don't really want to get into it. It's such a difficult conversation to have on the internet uh, because it's not exactly cut and dry. And I feel like right now, we just really live in an age on social media where people hear what they want to hear and uh, they just take things too far. And even if they get their context wrong, they just react so extremely uh, to one end of the spectrum or the other. It's just an impossible place to have an intelligent conversation. And there is definitely one to be had about the topics surrounding Nick Merckx and Tim the Tapman. Um, but at the end of the day, man, just, just be a good fucking human and chill the fuck out on social media, dude. Um, it's... Uh, it's really silly. It's really silly. I don't. I don't think I want to wade into it uh, with my opinion. Um, but at the end of the day, I just think I just wish people would get along. And uh, the, the things with politics and stuff, and how people act around certain subjects, and treat their political parties like it's their favorite sports team, it, with fanatical you know support is just super super weird, man. I I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on uh, with that. What's up, Red? Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to wade into that stuff uh, unless I'm super asked to at some point. But again, that's that's not a conversation that I I don't think I'm intelligent enough to express my thoughts 
um, during a podcast or on the internet. But essentially, people need to just quit being assholes, um, uh, like always. It's time to cancel the cancel culture. Yeah, that, that just goes along with what I'm saying about people. Nobody gives anybody the benefit of the doubt, and everybody has like confirmation bias when they read a tweet or opinion, and they go completely to one end of the spectrum, and, and it's instantly canceling and stuff like that. So I don't want to get into it. I guess if I'm objectively, in this instance, reporting the news, uh, Tim the Tapman skin got removed, and uh, per his request, after Nick Merckx was removed, for his comments about uh, LGBT stuff uh, in a riot in schools. And um, yeah, it's pretty silly all the way around. So let's go ahead and get into the stuff that's actually to do with FPS games and shooters. Um, I should start a political podcast sometime. That'd be, that'd be pretty wild. I probably won't ever do that because that would be terrifying to read those comments. Um, but yeah, that'd be, be interesting. Um, actually, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, even though most of us, I feel like, think that Call of Duty's cancellation of Nick Merckx was a little bit extreme. If you're looking at the game, uh, this is a decent amount of content, guys, to be honest with you. Uh, the big news, the blockbuster thing is Vondel. It's going to be a DMZ and Resurgence map at launch, so like a smaller-sized um, map that takes place in Amsterdam. Again, usually with these things, they kind of they kind of hype them up a lot longer, right? Like they tease these things a really long time and build up to them. This one just got leaked and then like a week later it got announced and then it's coming in a couple days. So that's actually pretty wild to get stuff in there. If, yeah, if you're like, yeah, LDR, if you're just looking at the content, man, um, if we're just looking at the content, like there's actually some substance here. Um, so I think, yeah, Red, you summed it up. Redbeard, you summed it up perfectly. Um, so yeah, we go into... Uh, the DMZ gets a lot of updates. DMZ is actually going to change quite a bit. I didn't have time to make a video on this because I talked about uh, DMZ stuff in the past, but DMZ is really getting some features that are going to change the game. Um, I do feel like um, there's a new faction. So you're going to have new missions, new case rewards. There's going to be a new vehicle boss and a new kind of contract signals intelligence. So there's going to be more stuff to do on the map. There's going to be an out of game wallet. And I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit weird um weirded out about this i didn't think there needed to be this because i feel like if you can keep cash one of the one of the charming things about dmz was it's like an extraction type game that you can just you can just hop into and run it right like you it's not like tarkov where to be to be good at it and have a successful rage you need to put some hours into it, it takes a long time to level up it takes a long time to level up your passive skills it takes a long time to do quests to unlock traders it takes a long this is a game that you can just hop into anytime and have like a good raid. I feel like this could maybe be a little bit of an instance where you start to reward those grinders. If they can just play for like a week straight and have as much cash as they want, a little bit like a hazard zone situation where you can potentially build up so much cash that you don't have to worry about cash anymore and you can buy whatever you want when you get into the map. Um, however, I did, I think I saw somewhere they were going to have a limit on it. Either way, I hope they do have a limit on it. Uh, yeah, Red, I don't know if Call of Duty is going to suffer from this drama or not. I really highly doubt it. That could be like a whole nother rabbit hole of how I think the mechanics like gaslight people into not playing other games. Like I have a whole, I have a whole conspiracy theory about how people get addicted to COD and won't try other games. 
Um, they're going to add an upgrade system, uh, which is really cool. You can upgrade stuff within raid and faction reputation, which I think is cool. It's going to be interesting to see what kind of perks and stuff you get off that. And then urgent missions. I feel like that pop up within the raid. Um, there was something else on here. Uh, the upgrade system, I think is where you, if I remember right, you can upgrade like your hideout and some of your passive skills and stuff like that by doing missions related to the upgrade system. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I think I think that's what was going on. But I think this is really going to change uh, quite a bit of stuff with DMZ. It's getting a lot of features. Of course, there is a wipe. Some people were happy. Some people were sad about that. But you kind of have to expect a wipe when you're talking about an extraction game that is technically technically still in beta. So that's just something that's going to happen. Um, with gameplay features, um, it sounds like on Vondel on the new map, you're going to have a new public event with high stakes, dynamic fog system, which actually looked kind of neat. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. Sometimes those that can be more frustrating than it is. Cool. Uh, reinforcement flare for a field upgrade and a new tactical amphibious vehicle. Looks like the IRL. I don't know if you guys ever have seen these um, these uh, Argo vehicles. It's kind of what they're called. Like uh, uh, three by three, like a six wheeled amphibious vehicle. So that might be kind of fun to drive around. There you go, guys. Call of Duty has, again, more aquatic and naval vehicles than Battlefield 2042. Imagine when you would ever think that that would be a true statement. Isn't that wild? Um, what's up, Tom? How's it going? Um, so then you have a limited time mode uh, with lockdown that is coming to that new map. So that all that stuff within Warzone DMZ gameplay, that's all has to do with uh, with Warzone. I also have another uh, diatribe that I can get into about how the free part of the game gets more content than the paid part of the game and how that's kind of kind of like a little bit weird um but yeah and again thank you guys for bearing with me i usually have a co-host that didn't make it i'm rambling um <laughs> then we talk about uh modern warfare 2 this is where they got quite a bit better in the first couple seasons of modern warfare as someone who likes to play search and destroy in that game from time to time the content on that side of things was really really rough uh but we're actually getting showdown and kunastar district two 6v6 maps and then uh, Gunfight is in bad, bad need of maps as well. So it's getting Mercado and Penthouse uh, for Gunfight. The Penthouse looks like one of the later missions in the campaign. So that might be actually a pretty cool place. Uh, Mercado, again, that looks like a part of the battle map. Uh, you get Mawaze Marsh and Akdar Village as battle maps. Those are from uh, the big maps. And that should be pretty cool. And then I heard there's going to be maybe at least one, maybe two 6v6. I can't remember. There's some more 6v6 maps that are coming in the mid-season update, so keep an eye out for that as well. Finally, getting some multiplayer content. And, I, dude, I was so amped to play Gunfight. I really like playing Gunfight in Modern Warfare 2019. And to come out with uh, four maps, essentially one of those is Shipment that you've played ad nauseum. So you have, like, three maps is what it feels like in Gunfight. And as a game mode that I used to be able to play for hours, just completely completely boring after just a little bit of time um so <clears throat> those two maps for gunfight are very 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 much needed and then 12v12 search and destroy dude i don't even know <laughs> how that's gonna be uh <laughs> that could get wild i wonder i kind of might want to try to get a crew of 12 people on a team to play search together in a discord call dude i don't even know I think if you, I don't know even know if you could coordinate 12 people like that, but if you could, I don't feel like you would lose a single match against a bunch of people just running around. Uh, then they're also adding 12v12 prisoner rescue. 
Uh, gunfight blueprints. Everybody's excited about blueprints and cosmetics. How's it going? No, no. Um, and then for weapons operators, don't care about the operators. Again, you get the black cell upgrade where you can buy on top of the battle pass, another battle pass for your battle pass. If you're thinking that you need a double battle pass, there's not enough battle passes in the world right now that you have to have double. You can still do that. Uh, you get a Razorback assault rifle an ISO 45 SMG. Uh, melee weapons that no one cares about and a couple skins because it is not a call of duty graphic news drop and or tweet without having skins on there you guys if you go back and you look at call of duty's twitter account dude it is literally like every single tweet is about a skin i saw some people on there who were like could you guys please for the love of shit make a tweet that's not about a skin like their entire their entire thing is is all about so um yeah what's up nobody yeah i'm not feeling caught as much uh this go around it's kind of weird what they did to that game i was very excited for for uh modern warfare 3 2 whatever it is I feel like they're just gonna keep alternating modern warfares and we're gonna end up with modern warfare 45 and black ops 64 eventually like they're gonna i can't wait for those titles you guys you heard it here first those are the, those are those are leaks probably true trust me bro um so let's go ahead and get into some of the lesser known games that we heard about this week uh one of them that i actually believe it or not guys um i followed it for for a really long time this game is called Witchfire. now i really got into it and excited about it back when the elden ring craze hit last year um everyone was was really really excited um of excuse me everyone was really really excited about uh elden ring and was going on about that and then this game kind of launched and it's like dude it's elden ring for people that like to play fps games so um this is one that actually has a release date now like september 24th or something like that i'm sure it'll say um in this video that i'm showing on screen sorry podcast listeners but the graphics um actually actually look super super cool yeah we'll definitely get into road to vostok here here in just a little bit um, it, it does look really good. We heard about that game too. Uh, but yeah, Witchfire gets an official launch date. So I was kind of, yeah, September 20th. I was close. I was within four days and I pulled that date out of my ass. You guys should be uh, pretty impressed by that, to be honest. Um, but yeah, Witchfire looks like a really cool game. Really interesting. They've been working on it a really, really, really long time. So I'm hoping um, it's a small studio. I'm hoping they can get this done. I'm hoping they could get this out and, and they can kind of make their money back and, back and have a successful game because um, I'm always looking for indie studios to get supported. I, I'm really always rooting for them. Um, and I'm also um, just really hoping that we have more innovation in the space, right? And this is somebody that took like a Souls-like game that people get super amped about and gave us guns. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I really, really appreciate the concept. Uh, the graphics are stunning. If the game plays there and have enough, has enough content uh, to get to get you you know, into a story and through it and through the story and everything, um, why not? Why not check it out and, and support support an indie studio, uh, support some innovation in the space, which if you guys watch the Summer Game Fest week, you know we need some of that stuff. You know we need some innovation. So, so that's a game uh, that I saw uh, to keep an eye on. <laughs> What's up, Auntie? Welcome in. Hey, Auntie, uh, the Road to Vostok developers in chat for the podcast listeners. Uh, if you're not busy, you want to... You want to just come on the show? Uh, I, I don't know what happened to Blue. We lost. We lost Blue. So it's just it's just me rambling up here and, and the production team. Um, 
<laughs> Shab, you pop in and talk about the games for the week. <sighs> Auntie, absolute legend, dude. We're definitely going to get get to Road to Vostok in a little bit. It would not be a uh, scope episode without talking about that. Um, the next game that I saw that I kept an eye out, I did also look... Um, I don't want to talk about it too much because I, I don't know a ton about VR. Um, I did see the uh, the Crossfire Sierra VR. That actually looked pretty wild. And one day, one day, I hope I hope to get into to VR. When all of my aiming and flicking and uh, reflexes are completely gone, uh, I mean, like next week, uh, I'm probably going to have to get into to VR or something to, to keep me to keep me going. Um, one of the other games I saw, and I might need some background from you guys in chat. Um, the John Carpenter's uh, Toxic Commando. Um, this trailer <laughs> kind of looked like uh, just a lot of fun. Um, I saw this one, and uh, it kind of got my attention. The graphics in it looked uh, looked really good, and the uh, it just looked like it just looked like some good fun, man. Like we need more games like this that are just good fun and silly, over the top action games. I'm a little bit concerned about it if it's like a Left 4 Dead clone or a World War Z. Like those things um, have kind of been done just a little bit over the top. So I hope it has something just a little bit unique to it. Um, that's one. Oh, dude, I just about spilled my coffee. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks like a kind of a throwback zombies game with just a massive amount of shit going on on the screen, um, which we can always use a few more of those. They're not, they're not too bad. Um, <clears throat> the other game I was going to talk about, I don't know if I looked it up or not. Um, yeah, another one, <laughs> to be honest, uh, that looks, looks kind of similar, uh, that, that Daymare survival horror game. Um, really interesting to have uh, a survival game with horror aspects to it. I feel like Road to Vostok could be, could be considered a horror game. Um, in, in a certain way, <laughs> but technically, technically not. Uh, Daymare nineteen ninety four looks like kind of a cool game. It is third person. It is survival, but they have that horror aspect to it that looks pretty crazy. I myself am kind of a little bitch, and I don't really get into horror very much. Uh, but I just thought it was an interesting spin um, on survival gameplay. Uh, this one I want to talk a little bit more about. Um, Immortals of Avium. I never made a video about it on the main channel. Um, I know Big Fry uh, covered this in another video and talked about it. What do you guys think of Immortals of Avium? This is a game that I kind of worry about. Um, the, the visuals are stunning, right? Like the, the graphics, the visuals, the lighting and everything looks stunning. stunning. I, worry, I worry about frame rate, but I feel like this game is going to struggle. And I feel like it's going to struggle because it's just, it's a weird, it's in a weird space, man. Um, I feel like people now, now, okay. You guys, you guys tell me if I'm wrong on this one. I feel like this is a game that's going to be caught in no man's land. On one side of it, you have people that enjoy like fantasy RPG games, right? And a lot of them enjoy those because they don't enjoy shooters. And then you have on this side, you have the group of us that, that play shooters, third person sometimes, but play FPS games. We love shooters. What do we love about shooters? Generally, it's guns, right? Like using the guns is really fun. Customizing the guns, seeing new and innovative guns, kind of like I'm talking about in Witchfire, why I think it looks really cool. Well, this doesn't have either of those things, right? Like 
it, it's kind of an RPG game, but it's an FPS game. So those folks might not like it. And like Marquez says, in a saturated genre. And then you have FPS fans that like guns and stuff, but it doesn't have that because you shoot magic out of your fingers. So it's kind of like not going to appeal to either side. I feel like, so I'm, I'm really worried about this one. I see, I see a lot of work that they did. Like the visuals are insane. Like everything going on, the animations are crazy, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just really worried about where this game fits in on the overall genre, because I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there's an audience for it. And it just could be me. Like I said, I don't have a lot of other people's perspectives. Um, that's just, that's just from my point of view. It's like, I really, I really worry about this, like not having an audience. Uh, for all the work that they put into the game, um, but but I hope I'm wrong. I hope I hope I hope I'm wrong because I, I just feel like it's just a weird concept. It's a cool concept, but but a little bit weird. Um, so that one's coming out now. This one, this one, I feel I feel like you guys could get into this one. I feel like you guys and Doku says um, in chat the magic adds too much noise to the screen. I'm with you, dude. That's one of the reasons. As a boomer, I couldn't get into Overwatch, man. <laughs> there was so much on the screen. I get the same vibes from this game. There's so much going on, on the screen. It's really hard to tell like what the hell's going on um, at the uh, you know underneath the surface of all of all the lights and the flashes and animations. I also completely lost my mouse. Found it. Don't even worry. That's how blind I am. Um, this game. This game's got to get you guys excited, right? You guys saw Payday Three. You guys saw Payday Three, right? Like everyone, everyone knows about that one. Um, so that was, that was out. Um, I think, wasn't that at the Xbox showcase? Um, I think people were excited. Yeah, it's going to be a forespoken. Oh no. Don't, don't say the F word. Forespoken. Um, you guys saw Payday 3. I'm, I'm pretty excited about this one. This one's going to be pretty cool. It looks like they've um, done a decent amount of uh, updating the graphics. I never really played the Payday games very much. I watched a lot of videos on them and I watched a lot of people play them. Uh, but I think... Uh, this was one of the few games that that FPS fans are are pretty excited about. I don't know a whole lot of of improvements that they've made to the game, um, other than other than the graphics look quite a bit better. Um, we can see some mechanics of using some some upgrades and some drops and stuff. Um, yeah, uh, Redbeard, you're not excited for this. I think I'm excited for it because there's not much else. <laughs> get excited about but i think i think at the end of the show today we'll just kind of wrap up our our thoughts on the genre as a whole I don't, I don't know man i don't know i don't know where we're going but uh yeah payday three is uh it's going to be launching very soon um and then i just had i also had in my notes that was like low-key a surprise for me i'm gonna get i'm gonna get off track um a little bit the new flight simulator that was a surprise, man, because like the last one came out in like 2020 or something, and it was still it was still under uh, under active development. So I was like, I was uh, pretty surprised by the new flight simulator, but it looked really really cool. Like, um, if you guys saw that, and I know it's not a shooter. I guess technically, did they have did they have uh, aircraft that you could shoot from? I don't know. Um, but they did have a lot of missions, like rescue missions, delivery missions. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was uh, I thought it was a DLC at first, but it's an entirely new flight simulator. 
2024 that's coming out, dude. I but yeah, careers. There was a bunch of missions and different things they had going on and, and DLCs and stuff that looked not necessarily DLCs, but different scenes and things that you could do from like rescue helicopters to delivery missions to um they had like charter pilots for rich people, like taking clients and stuff like that. Um, just crazy, crazy stuff that looked really neat. And I I, I also thought it was a DLC, and but I was really surprised because last I heard, like the regular flight sim was undergoing some like um so it was still undergoing active development right like it was still getting supported it was still getting content um yeah firefighting too yeah just a lot of neat stuff you could do outside of just you know getting a plane charting a flight and flying there you could actually do careers missions things like that um within the flight simulator which i thought was really cool guys i'm just keeping an eye out for the boomers like me we're gonna have to find something trucking simulator flying simulator there were a couple cool truck games there was space space trucker and then the Alaskan trucking one looked really cool. I'm gonna have to get a steering wheel, dude. Watching Big Fry play truck truck simulator. I want to play it so bad. Um, but yeah, I just thought I just thought that was pretty pretty interesting. So let's go ahead and get into the big one. And I was I was hoping Blue would be here um, because he has been into Star Citizen lately. Guys, let's talk about Starfield. So overall, my thoughts, if you caught it on Twitter, is here you go. Starfield is going to be one of two things. There is no middle. There is no middle. It's either going to be a game of the year, game of the year contender. It's going to be close between that and Diablo 4. Or within a week, we're getting an apology letter from Bethesda talking about, we're so sorry. The well, how would it go? Dear Starfield community, we are so sorry the game did not live up to your expectations and the expectations we set for ourselves here at Bethesda Studios. We are so sorry to not deliver a quality experience on the vision that we began undertaking over three years ago. But rest assured, we're going to keep your money and promise to update the game within the next three to five years. We may or may not do that but thank you for paying us like something like that. Right. Something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be the black background. It's going to have like the Starfield logo at the top and, you know, signed Bethesda team at the bottom or something like that. So I don't know, man, we're, we're either getting an apology letter or we're getting a game of the year. Um, that's what I feel like. Uh, Bethesda has a sketchy, sketchy track record, man. Um, of stuff going on. Uh, their last several releases have taken some time to fix. I don't know if we're going to get a, uh, I don't know if we're going to get like another cyberpunk or it's going to take a minute to get it fixed. Um, I don't know. The one thing they do have going for them, which I was mistaken when they were talking about flying around in space with the space combat and stuff like that. I was thinking there were other people because they said, you know, when you're flying around, you're not alone. And they, they showed interacting with another ship and talking about, coming over for food or you know talking to the other shit before they got going i thought it was going to be multiplayer but apparently correct me if i'm wrong but i now it's going to be or it's going to be single player so being single player will help quite a bit um the other thing that was kind of funny to me uh was uh phil spencer of xbox said um yeah single player only so that will help a little bit I feel like uh, the networking and netcode and stuff of multiplayer could introduce a lot of issues. So 
I think keeping it single player is probably smart for this massively ambitious of a game. Um, but man, I, I heard single. Yeah. It's always been single player. Yeah. Yeah. So LDR was, was, was confused too. I really, really thought, um, it was going to be multiplayer, but apparently not. So that will help things. And then again, locked at 30 frames on the Xbox series S and X 1440 P on the S and, um, uh, 4k 30 frames on the X. Now, a lot of people would be mad at that. I probably would be because I'm a spoiled brat. I got spoiled by high frame rate PC gaming. But at the end of the day, I guess that's not a complete deal breaker. Um, if you're kind of used to console and since it's single player, right? It's not like it's not like a competitive shooter. It's not like a competitive shooter where you have to have those frames, right? For a competitive advantage. So I guess if anywhere that's gonna be. The problem is what I thought was really silly was how Phil Spencer tried to frame it in the interview. He tried, he said, he pretty much said that it was a design choice. Um, <laughs> it was a design choice that it's going to be um, 30 frames. And it's like, we want 30 frames a second for a smooth experience. And it's like, 30 frames smooth? Uh, not to me. Our definitions of smooth, me and Phil, we're a little different, okay, when it comes to smooth. Um, but yeah, I, th I thought that was a little bit of a bummer. But maybe, maybe for you guys, it's not. That's just me personally. That's my opinion. Um, I would like to see 60 frames. For me, I would rather have 1080p 60 um, than 1440 or 4K 30. Um, I'm frames over resolution. That's a big debate uh, to be had. But it's really not a surprise to me as a PC FPS gamer that I'm frames over resolution. That's probably not a very big surprise to people. Um, but yeah, that is the way it is. Um, so it's going to be 30 frames on that. I'm really, really curious how PC is going to be. Um, I really don't know uh, what they'll be able to do with that, how we'll be able to step it up on like higher end machines. Lately, it's been a really, really weird trend. Um, sometimes with these games that are console and then ported to PC, doesn't it seem like a few of them, the PC version has actually ran worse? Um, I've seen... <laughs> I've seen that. I feel like uh, Redfall. I feel like Battlefield 2042 uh, Series X and PS5 versus PC. Sometimes the console version was smoother and more stable and ran better. So uh, I think how the PC version is going to run is going to be a, a really big wild card. I did notice watching the combat. I was a little bit frustrated in the UI because uh, when you would kill an enemy, the, uh, <laughs> the, the XP would pop up right in the middle of your gun picture of your site picture where you're looking. So I thought that was really confusing. Um, but man, there's a, there's going to be a Star Citizen Starfield debate. Um, I'm not very qualified to uh, make that since I haven't played either one of them. Uh, but I just did think that Starfield looked really cool. Um, I really like the vibe that they talked about, how it was like NASA punk. Where like you, it's still like futuristic and space and all that stuff, but everything looks kind of retro and worn. That's kind of the art creators look too from Embark. So um, I, I really kind of like that art style. And it's just a game that I generally wouldn't be that interested in, but the scope of it and as huge as it is in the content, it's like, I almost want to buy it just for the spectacle, um, just to see how it, how it works, um, just to see what it's like to explore that kind of stuff. Uh, it might be a really fun kind of chill game uh, to hang out on. I tried to get into Elden Ring. We talked about it a little bit earlier. I tried to get into Elden Ring and I couldn't do it. 
uh but maybe where this one's more of like a fps one where you, you know there's it's a bethesda game with weapons and stuff that you can upgrade and change um there were there were a ton of weapons and stuff like that yeah physics perspective is going to be interesting too how the flight's going to work and i instantly saw they talked about upgrading your ship uh which is really cool and that was another funny thing when they talked about uh flying around in space and they mentioned that you're not alone in space and they talked about ship combat and if you defeat another ship you can actually commandeer it and take it back when i thought it was multiplayer i'm like holy shit man like that's hardcore dude like if you, if you work on a ship for weeks and weeks and hours and hours and build it up and you know craft and build all these modules and build this giant ass ship and then somebody just takes it from you i'm like that is a hardcore game mechanic is what i <laughs> what i originally thought it was going to be um so yeah i it, i don't know if this is going to be like a no man's sky cyberpunk because no man's sky was like a big turnaround right i'm not too familiar with that game i just remember when it launched people were really disappointed in it and now it's uh really turned around into something uh that i've heard a lot of people think is a pretty cool game so i just don't know i know the shipbuilding looked really neat too i'm crafting that hiring crew um i think the ai is going to be a huge challenge for them um, I think performance and bugs in a game this complex is going to be a really, really huge challenge. Uh, but I'm kind of here for it. I'm kind of here for it to see how it's going to play out. Dude, how many people... They showed an Optimus Prime ship, right? How many people are going to build penis ships? There's going to be so many penis ships flying around. Like clips of penis ships on, on Twitter and YouTube. It's going to be silly. But yeah, isn't Starfield supposed to have like... <laughs> yeah already people in chat say they're gonna build penis ships i know it's gonna happen like everybody's gonna do it but yeah yeah marquez millennium falcon dude yeah so the ship building is like kind of its own mini game for me right i think th there's gonna be some really cool clips and some really cool content to be made there i think the game could be an absolute content gold mine right gold mine with all the stuff you can do um how the how the rep works exploring the different things doing the missions um dude there's just there seemed to be so much to the game um pretty crazy <laughs> redbeard's gonna build a labia ship to be different smart that's what i like about you you're thinking outside the box you think or is it i shouldn't say box um but yeah there's gonna be there's gonna be some silly ships the one they showed was optimus prime but yeah dude incredible amounts of of content just to be made in the ship building i think some people are gonna do some really cool stuff with that um <laughs> let's go ahead and dock together um so yeah i think i think that's going to be really cool i feel like i might be able to get in just just talking out loud here i feel like this is a game that i could maybe get into because i, I like the base building idea right like building the different outposts and stuff like that um that sounds really cool i really enjoyed uh building my base in dead side um so i think that could be really cool something i could get into where you have a goal um to, to, to build something for yourself, um, I think that could be pretty neat. I think another thing people are going to probably do, when I see a game, I'm sorry, guys, I instantly think about content. Um, I see people doing uh, hardcore runs might be pretty cool. Um, I'm almost 100% that people are going to make really good content and content could pop off doing hardcore runs. Where And what I, what I mean by that is if you die, you're done. Like you delete your character. Um, so there, there's always that tension um in the content that like if you get a character uh to last a long time um dude it's gone imagine how sad that would be dude <clears throat> um 
yeah. So if you're if you're content creator, you do hardcore missions on here. I think or hardcore runs uh, would be really cool to see to see how far you can get. And that moment when you die, dude, <laughs> dude, so sad. You got to delete everything. But <clears throat> that seems to be a big trend in these types of games lately. I know people have done hardcore runs. Um, uh, no man's sky there's a lot of people doing hardcore runs in uh tarkov um and it, and even in in games like world of warcraft and stuff i feel like i feel like uh world of world of warcraft is uh that content has been taken off for hardcore runs because i mean it's just i don't know it makes it makes everything that happened like that much more important and it makes it kind of compelling to watch to see how long the person is going to be able to live or not so i wonder I might I might do some hardcore runs in this game to see see what happens. That would be absolutely terrifying. And it would make your butt pucker like the entire time. Like once you started to build a cool ship and stuff. Dude, imagine how so sad that would be. I would fake it. I would fake it. So I'll be I'll be on stream or make a video and die and then pretend to be like super, super sad and then pretend to delete it, but not actually delete it and play with it offline. <laughs> that but that would be brutal, dude. If you spent you know, hundreds, like tens of hours, hundreds of hours or something to build this cool, cool ship and all these outposts. And then you die and have to delete it, dude. That would, oh my gosh. Absolutely brutal, but it would make, it'd be, the, it'd be for the content. So Starfield is uh, really interesting. Something we'll keep an eye on for sure. I'll probably play it because it's just going to be one of those games that everybody's going to check out. I feel like there's games and then there's like events, right? And like, I feel like Starfield is going to be like an event. I feel like Diablo 4 was there. Uh, with Grand Theft Auto comes out, is going to be a massive event. Um, there's just games that everybody, almost everybody's going to check out. And I feel like this is really at the top. So looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing what you guys come up with too. Um, if you're not in the Discord, definitely get there. I love seeing what people do in games like this. So um, just just humor me. Join my Discord and uh, post stuff in self-promotion or media or stuff when, when we get going with Starfield because um, I would love to see um, see some stuff from you guys. There's going to be some cool stuff done in that game if it runs. If it runs. Oh, I did see another reason that I'm pretty sure. So... I don't know if it was 30 frames stable, but I did see a lot of frame drops in the gameplay trailer that I was a little nervous about. It is early. Pick that for what you will. The other thing, I think I have to buy this game um, because it did have a cowboy hat in it. There were some dudes with cowboy hats. So I'm going to have a cowboy hat when I play this game. So there you go. Is it going to have, it's got to have mods too, right? It's a big enough game with a large enough scope that somebody's going to do, somebody's going to do some crazy, crazy stuff with it. Um, I'm not even going to pull up a trailer for it because I really don't know um, if people care too much, but Overwatch 2 got some new stuff. <laughs> Change in this I mean... <sighs> Does anyone care too much? I don't know. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is Road to Vostok. Um, it was in the PC game show. Definitely like the best looking game in there. Uh, pretty, pretty sure. Definitely the one that's most up our alley. 
Um, I haven't got a chance. I've been so busy to watch through everything going on that Auntie has in his latest devlog. I do want to make a video this week about it, uh, talking about it because it's just, it looks, every, every time you see a devlog from Auntie on Road to Vostok, it just looks, it's just making leaps and bounds progress wise. Um, so we talked a little bit in this devlog about the gameplay loop. I know he talked about uh, moving shelters, um, how they're going to be moved. Um, instead of having their own maps, he's going to reduce loading times and stuff and put the shelters on the individual maps. I got that far. Uh, he showed some spots on uh, getting new um, textures and stuff to design these. Uh, it really, really makes me want to visit Finland one day. Um, that uh, crazy. Oh, awesome. They were talking about Overwatch 2 being the skip. <laughs> definitely, definitely not this. Yeah, man. It's just, uh, Auntie is such a one of one and he, he's, uh, he's one of a kind, like to have a single developer that can, that can put this together and also share the journey, um, and, and teach people and, and be incredibly transparent and absolutely demolish his deadlines that he set is, uh, one of a kind, man, the one of one. And um, what he's putting together is uh, is super cool. Oh yeah, the Northern Lights. I saw this was going to be uh, in like one percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In one percent of the in in front of in one percent of I don't know raids. Are you gonna call? I don't know if you call it raids or what. But one percent of the time, uh, the nights there will be uh, Northern Lights, making uh, Finland absolutely look crazy. But even in the IRL stuff in Finland, man, it's just it makes me it makes me want to go there. Um, how this how this game looks. Uh, but adding the Northern Lights is, is really cool. Uh, talked about the shelter system. Um, allegedly, he's done a podcast. I did see that. I haven't got to watch it yet, talking about some of the looting philosophy and, and stuff like that. Oh, you're in Norway. You have that in Norway. I've seen it. I've seen it one time uh, in North Dakota, uh, actually in the States uh, when I was there, like a little tiny glimpse of it. But yeah, I would love to visit someplace where they're much more pronounced. It, it's it's super cool. Um. But yeah, he, he makes it look really, really, really cool. And then there uh, talked about uh, the shelter system, uh, new weapons as well. I guess we can go go through this as he does. Um, the MP5K, the one where they take the stock off the MP5. Uh, there was also uh, uh, MP5 SD uh, with the integrated suppressor. Um, looked really cool. Uh, PP19, I believe. I don't know if that was the Vityaz or the Bison. Uh, looks like the Vityaz MP7 there. Um, all that stuff looks really good. I feel like he's made some changes to, I feel like he's made changes to the recoil again. Maybe not. Maybe it's just the different guns. Um, but the inertia uh, looks really good. I remember the footstep audio uh, was really nice as well. Um, tactical reload and empty reload animation test. Um, animations look look really nice. I am also though. I'm not someone. I'm not someone that gets like super 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 caught up in uh, in animations. I know some people will uh, talk shit on certain animations and I'm like, it's fine. Um, I'm not like an animation connoisseur uh, or anything like that. Um, got some new items in game, toilet papers. Um, so you got toilet paper here uh, on the screen. I would like to take this moment, do my part and advocate that everybody start switching to bidets, guys. That's a problem that we have in America. One of the biggest problems is that we use too much toilet paper we all need to switch to bidets. I'm kind of a bidet evangelist. I think it'll change your life. You're going to feel much cleaner. You're going to feel like you just showered, fresh and clean, more energy. 
you're going to look good, you're going to feel good, productivity is going to go up, uh, you can probably get a raise at work, you're going to be able to afford that new car, probably buy a new bigger house, um, just starting from a bidet. So I just want to let you guys know that. <laughs> a little bit more about the inventory and stuff like that. SVD that's been in there for a bit looks good. Uh, the medical stuff like that is new. I hadn't seen that before. Body tip, energy, hydration, um, all that stuff being added to the game. Like I said, every time we get a devlog, every time we see any content on this game, there's just so much uh, more new. Talk a little bit more about like wind turbine modeling. Um, looks really neat. This stuff is crazy. The, I love the behind the scenes is, uh, is so cool. And then talks about the shelter. Um, I didn't get a chance to listen to it very much, but I did watch uh, some of the gameplay. You can display your weapons down there, turn the lights on and off, um, which is really cool. And then I know there is a surprise feature. Do we, uh, we uh... see Lucas gets it red. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you most valuable postal apocalyptic utility out of it has to be, but uh auntie you could take it to the next level imagine that like you level up you level up the bathroom level up the bathroom in your shelter with a bidet and then you don't have to find toilet paper anymore it's it's a win-win dude i'm gonna read one one day red beard you'll see i just i also i want to put this out here if we're going to talk about bidets way longer than we should on an fps podcast i'm gonna go there okay i hope this never happens to you but it might one day if you accidentally get shit on like your hand or your arm, like for me, I just had a kid. Occasionally, stuff could go down. Okay, wait, just really quick, off topic again. I, I'm going all off the rails right now. The shelter has a shower with running water. It obviously could have a bidet, okay? If I could get a bidet and then I don't got to buy it anymore, Crash's bidet would be a good Easter egg, bro. And then everybody... then. Then you watch all these heathens, watch all the AI, you know, they're trying to kill each other over toilet paper, just like it was during COVID. And look at me, dude. I'm chilling. I got a bidet. You guys can go to the supermarket. You guys can go to Walmart and fight over toilet paper. I don't need you. I don't need that. Yeah. Bunch of heathens out there with toilet paper. All right, back to what we're talking about. Like, okay, let's go back to the second time I got off topic. You accidentally get shit on your hand, get shit on your arm. I hope this never happens to you guys. I pray, T's and P's, that it never happens to you, okay? I don't want this to happen to you. But if you ever get shit on your body, what do you do? Are you just going to take, like, a piece of paper and smudge it around and go on about your life? No. You're going to get to the sink. You're going to run water on it, potentially some soap if you're really thorough. You're going to clean that thing up with water, dry it off, and go on. Why is your ass any different? Why, why do you poop? You have poop on you. You smear it with paper, and it's just, if you get it anywhere else in your body, you're going to use water. Why not your bum? So anyway, sorry, potentially. I don't know you, Seth. I don't know you. But anyway, um, the lighting and stuff and everything looks really cool. Oh, you got the sauna. I remember, I remember seeing the sauna. Uh, it's, I have to go back and listen to this. You have to forgive me, Auntie, um, about what this does gameplay-wise if it has, like, health effects and stuff like that i'm sure it does um i'll have to i'll have to re re-listen to this and watch this when i can listen but i do know i do know what's at the end but i hope i hope one day i play this game and, and i go through like a like an abandoned hospital or something and there's like a bidet laying there 
it'll be like the greatest video game find clip in history i will lose my mind uh but being able to pick up and replace things um yeah the shooting range looks really good um what else here weapon wall i want to read this real quick you can hang your equipment on the weapon wall freely use it one item placement feature bragging rights are important gotcha so on this you can uh put up your weapons on the weapon wall you saw that when we when we drop down into there and uh show everybody what your sash looks like um the trading computer in public demo 2 you can test the trading system throughout through this computer eventually all traders will be located on different maps so in map traders you heard it here first auntie is going to beat tarkov in having in-game traders um sleeping and resetting all beds in the shelter be used for sleeping in the future this will allow you to move to the time of day and restore certain character benefits saunas experiences will be in-game achievements in order to use the sauna you must first repair it and this requires finding several rare items you got to have that bidet to build the sauna if you want to upgrade your bathroom if you want level five bathroom you got to have a bidet baby <coughs> Redbeard, man we we got a lot to talk about someday man <laughs> but uh to go on to more information about the sheltered boss dog uses a different rendering technology deferred which basically supports the unlimited number of real-time light sources such as candles or flashlights so a little bit different rendering so the lighting is a little bit updated and better and then if do we do we do the spoiler do we do the spoiler alert um i do you guys want the spoiler alert for the surprise thing at the end i'll just tell you you should have seen it by now um the spoiler alert is dude this this hideout looks so much better than tarkov's it looks clean um yeah you can have a kitty a shelter cat so yeah then you uh i remember uh when they said that you then your survival is not the only thing you have to worry about you have to get food for the kitty as well so super super cool um stuff in the game i i love details like that again one of the one of the things that i thought is the coolest about this game is is the radio um max thank you uh thank you for the member for for 19 months i i really appreciate that yeah have a kitty have a kitty in the bunker um but yeah i remember like those details uh were really cool uh one of the coolest details i remember when we first started learning about vostok was the radio and the stuff you could do you know what you'll be able to hear um and on the radio and uh how that'll work outside of the game as well Ooh, can we get a doge can we get a little dog a little puppers That'd be pretty cool. <clears throat> DLC one day, maybe. Picking up cans of cat food. <laughs> It'll be just the same, Lucas. You'll be right at home um, in, in Road to Vostok. So that's everything going on new there. Um, we'll definitely keep, we'll always keep tabs on that game um, on this show. So you won't miss anything if you stay tuned here. Um, everything's moving towards to that to that public demo too. Um, really excited for that. I can't wait to, to drop in and get my first taste of like the gameplay loop how that's going to be how a rate i don't know if we would call it raid or not but like how that loop is going to feel of of starting at your house going into the transition zones going into the to the scarier part of vostok the higher risk area trying to find that higher loot and get it back home um and you know what you're just not living for yourself anymore you're a family man in there now you got a kitty okay so think about that when you're out there you got to stay safe who's going to take care of the kitty come on man <laughs> so that's Vostok uh looking looking really really good one game i wanted to talk to you guys about that you probably hate but i don't care it's my show i'm going to talk about it anyway i thought this game looked silly and kind of half-assed fun in a battle bit remastered kind of way 
um, sulfur. I don't know. I was watching this. I was watching this uh, this trailer at the PC game show, and I was like, man, this is so dumb. And then you started to look at like some of the some of the customization you can do on the guns, and I was like, and, and, and I was like, man, fuck it. <laughs> you know, it looks kind of cool. Uh, there's a bunch of different looting, uh, repairing your guns, uh, food and stuff. It looks, it looks kind of like Doom, but like South Park, like paper animation. I don't even know, like super cartoony, uh, low key graphics, even like lower key and flatter, uh, than BattleBit remastered for sure. Uh, but there was a car driving around. But just some of the ways you could upgrade the guns. Uh, it looked like there was traders and loot and stuff you could find uh, about going around and killing monsters. I don't know, man. Keep an eye on Sulfur. Like, I, it won me over. Like, I was like, skip, next. And then I saw them upgrading the guns. I saw them blowing up, like, 8-bit demons with shotguns. And uh, I don't know. I just wanted to, I just wanted to show you guys because I, I, I thought it was cool at first. <laughs> Go watch the Sulfur trailer. Uh, awesome. It's like a, I don't know, man. It's like a looter shooter Doom type thing crafting and leveling up and but like cartoon stuff i don't know it's just different so it's worth talking about check out sulfur i thought that well, was cool i don't know enough about it to talk more than that but it's just something i thought i thought was pretty interesting um do we do we even pull up the hell let loose trailer dude okay hold on hold on hold on, hold on. uh <laughs> this, what happened Hell let loose. What happened, dude? Dude, this trailer was so fucking weird, man. I've never I've never seen a trailer look so much worse than the game than this Hell Let Loose uh Devotion to Duty update announcement. What happened, man? Uh people are excited to see what Team 17 could do with this, and this is what happens, man. Um so looking at, let's just, hey, won't you take a journey with me? Let's pop over to uh, to YouTube and look at this thing, man. 3,000 downvotes. Okay, let me, okay, podcast listeners, let me paint you a picture. There are 3,000 dislikes on this video and only, okay, no, I said that. 3K, 3,000 and only 167 likes, dude. In insane, in crazy. I was gonna say crazy and insane at the same time. I said in crazy. That's that's stupid. That's stupid. Um, amount of dislikes, man. <laughs> so bad. Um, and if you look at the comments, uh, this guy says, I think I speak for a lot of the community when I say single handedly one of the worst trailers for the game that's ever been released. How do you make this look so bad? Uh, Shrinko on YouTube says, I just watched this. Watch Co Carnage in front of fifteen thousand people reacting to this trailer, and both Co and Chat were like, "What the hell did I just witness?" Uh, there were glitches in it. The lighting was terrible. There was like a glitched out in, in like a super up close first person view. Um, there was actually a uh, a glitched out in uh, one grand with like the the clip was out of the top of the gun. Uh, there were like floating arms. Uh, the lighting and animations looked like way worse than the game. Uh, I honestly don't even know what they were doing, dude. Yeah, the clip for the... M oh, it's sticking out the entire time? I just saw it in the up-close version, but I guess... I guess the M1 Garand, which is kind of an important weapon uh, for that time period. Spoiler alert. 
Um, I guess the mag was like glitched out literally the entire time. Um, so so that's pretty cool. Um, I don't even know, man. Um, I still think the game's okay, right? Like the game still plays well. Um, but whew, that trailer, man. Even me, I was like, "What is this?" So if you guys haven't seen it, watch it close. Not, and, and you'll see you'll see some some really funny stuff with the Hell Let Loose trailer. Uh, but that game still seems to be doing well. Seems to have a lot of content coming to it. But uh, that just that just didn't feel good. It didn't feel good at all. Um, so yeah, not much left to talk about, guys. That's pretty much the main stuff. One thing that we found out today. Um, again, I was really bummed. Um, I just deleted it. The production team had it pulled up, and they just deleted it. Stupid, stupid production. Um, let me hold on. The X Defiant launch. So we learned more about that. There's going to be one more play test, uh, June 21st through 23rd. Um, I was <laughs> never mind that topic. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Nick Burks anymore. Um. I, that might be something I would talk about. I would talk about on my stream or something. But um, at the end of the day, ELE, everybody love everybody. Um, let's look at this. So I was really, 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 really disappointed that they didn't talk about Division Heartland. I'm also borderline terrified that they didn't talk about Division Heartland for the game itself. Um, however, they did talk about uh, X Defiant, and it is going to have a new playtest. With crossplay and everything, June 21st to 23rd, um, it's open, so you can hop into it. He did mention new netcode, which I am kind of excited to try out. Um, this is a Call of Duty clone, again, with everything going on with the franchise, all the turmoil on both sides of everything. Um, I think this couldn't be a better time for X Defiant to, to release. I think they're they're kind of lucking out. Um, a members-only video? Yeah, maybe. Um uh, they are, they're lucking out with their timing. I think they're going to be able to find an audience of people who are disenfranchised with Call of Duty. Now, I know this game, guys, has a lot of opinions. And they're valid. They're your opinions, right? Why is this lady's hand so big? Her hand is massive. Holy shit. That is a big hand. Um, look at that thing. Jesus. Now you can't unsee it. Um, so one of the things uh this is gonna be this is gonna be an open beta that anybody can get into. This is reactions from the closed beta. So don't don't get confused on that. Um you'll you'll be able to uh I have tried X Defiant, and I will tell you that netcode was rough, uh, but you can tell that it was created to be a I don't want to say clone, but a nod back to the earlier Call of Duties. You know, Mark Rubin worked on some of the earlier ones. And um, this is definitely a nod back to those. Um, so this is going to be a uh, a uh, an open beta this time. So June 21st, everybody can play. I think they're going to have server issues. They had server issues in the closed beta. But what they did say is my biggest complaint with the earlier one was the net code. And it's allegedly updated and fixed. So I really hope to get to get a feel for that because the game will be pretty decent. Um, if the net code feels good in my opinion, but here's what I was trying to say. You have a lot of people, understandably so, who are put off by this game. A lot of us are tired of Call of Duty, are tired of spawn in, die, spawn in, die, spawn in, die, uh, multiplayer games, right? Arena shooters. We're like, 
We're just kind of like sick and tired of that. I get it. Also, this game started off on the wrong foot, calling it Tom Clancy's X Defiant being like, and then going into some kind of like skater punk thing that hadn't had no business uh, being associated with Tom Clancy. So it's had an uphill climb from a PR standpoint. Again, on the surface, you could also make the case that you know they they came out with hyperscape when people were tired of brs and they're coming out with a call of duty clone when people are tired of call of duty like the classic ubisoft building a game that no one wants so that that's all like the negative things i hear i hear people saying and if the game's not for you that's fine but i just and i know on this little show it doesn't really matter but i just want to say a fucking thank you to mark rubin dude like just because He's been so transparent on Twitter. He says, we fucked up when they fucked up. He says, we're working on this. We know it's not good. We're doing this. The game is going to have this. We're going to do this. Just flat out, like, answering a shitload of people. Just random people. Like, you could, you could go ask the executive producer, Mark Rubin, on Twitter, and you have, like, a decent chance of getting an answer. Or it's a question that's already been answered that you can find on Twitter. I appreciate that so much from a developer. The other thing. You guys know I've been critical of Battlefield 2042. Mainly, my biggest gripe as of late on top of the server browser is the lack of maps. Incredibly, incredible, like incredible lack of maps um, in Battlefield 2042 compared to what we're used to with the Battlefield game. This game is launching with 14 maps, five factions, 24 weapons with four, over 44 attachments. Okay, cool. That sounds pretty good. And then thank you to Mark Rubin because we're going to get, people are going to see what it was like almost to get a premium live service because the year one roadmap that's already coming out is you're going to have three new maps. So basically a map a month, you're going to have three new maps and three new weapons, battle pass, whatever. But throughout it, there's going to be new arena and progression modes, ranked mode, private matches, uh, caster cams are going to be added so you can set up your own uh, tournaments and stuff like that. Uh, they're working a competition to be fair. Cheaters are going to be rough, I feel like. Um, a welcome list for beginners and practice zones. But what I'm saying is, it's going to feel like a DLC. You're going to get three weapons, three maps, every three months. So this game is going to feel like the old school CODs and the fact that I know they used to have four. <laughs> this is really close. But if you do the math on that, after year one, this game is going to have 26 maps. It's going to have 26 maps um, after year one. Um, and then 24 weapons, add another nine onto that. It's going to have those like 33 weapons. So after the first year, it's going to have 33 weapons and 26 maps, um, which... I just, I just appreciate it. It's going to be free too. Um, there's going to be battle passes. There's going to be stuff you can buy. There's going to be annoying and crazy wild skins and stuff like that. Um, but I just have to commend them on, on uh, the amount of maps. I, I'm rooting for them. Um, I, for that, <laughs> mainly for that reason. Because I've just seen in the shooting space, especially the multiplayer shooting space, how in, instead of a map, instead of like a, a, a playable content, uh, area or excuse me economy like you know we used to buy premium packs and we used to get a lot of maps and we could all play on those maps instead of that we now have the the microtransaction skin economy right 
And it makes sense from like Call of Duty can make these $24, $30 skins and people buy those and they make more money than they have if they had to get an entire team together and build maps. So it makes sense why people are doing that. And I'm just happy to see a shift back to a shift back to these older style of playable content. It's it's to the point where it's almost back to where like if you're an ex-defiant player, you can start to get excited for, for the next season because you're going to get a bunch of new content. And then not to mention, they're also adding uh, new factions of specialists, Ruby, Buzz, Orchard, and Horde. Uh, he did say you're going to be surprised where they go. Um, so there's going to be some throwbacks to other uh, Ubisoft titles, Ubisoft maps, um, and, and different things within the, the Ubisoft universe. So um, that'll be really cool. The one thing I'm hopeful for, and he did say, he did, it's one of those things, like I kept asking Mark Rubin on Twitter, and he answered, uh, they are going to do an S&D type bomb mode. So if you have that bomb mode in a ranked mode, or you can do private matches with caster cams, um, I think I think that could be really cool. So um, regardless of if this game is for you or not, I'm not even sure if it's for me. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm a little bit, that's why I've gotten into games like Rainbow Six, um, and, and games like Search and Destroy when I do play Call of Duty is I, I like that tension. I like the teamwork. Um, I like the round-based kind of tension of, you know, once you're dead, you're dead and, uh, and, and stuff like that and the clutch plays that happen and the tension that happens towards the end of the rounds. And um, yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to play a respawn-type game mode, uh, but it is cool to see a Call of Duty competitor, in my opinion, at a time when Call of Duty does need a competitor and when you have you know, the one juggernaut of a game. Is this going to kill COD? No, not, not at all. But I, I just hope it, I hope it can exist. And, and I hope that it can show that a playable content, a map-based economy is still viable, right? Because that's, that's, that's what I want to see. Um, I, re I really do want to see that. I have played squad, uh, LDR, yes, I have. Um, yeah, it, 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 is, it is a lot of maps. And yet... Um, I agree, Auntie. That's that's a lot of maps, and that's one of the reasons I'm excited for him and I'm rooting for him because um, I, I appreciate that. You know, um, a free-to-play game, they probably could have sold just as many, about as many skins. You know, like you know ROI, they could have made like half that many maps, and people still probably would have bought battle passes and skins, and they wouldn't have had to put much work into it. But but there's going to be 26 maps uh, within the first year of launch, um, so. So I think, I think that'll be really cool. And yeah, like you said, this kind of does look like a Rainbow Six roadmap just a little bit. It's got that same kind of feel to it um, with, with the features and everything uh, being added to it. Um, so yeah, I don't think, like I said, I don't think it'll kill COD, um, but I do think uh, COD can kill COD. I don't think COD will ever die. I don't think Call of Duty will ever die. Um, it's just too, too massive and too, too many people are addicted to it. Um, let's see here. Okay. So I think that's pretty much everything from, from summer games fest. I feel like, um, everything going on. Yeah. It's too, it's too accessible, right? Like that's like baby's first FPS game. Like everybody gets into it. Um, why did I lose my Chrome window? There it is. Okay. The next thing I want to talk. 
Yeah, it's babies. Baby's first FPS game. Um, the next thing I want to talk about, I haven't got a chance to look at, but if you guys want all the information, including uh, direct answers from developers, uh, check out, uh, I mentioned him before, uh, Rockhound Black, uh, his channel, he got a video, he got an interview with some of the devs talking about uh, the next Embark Studios closed beta for the finals. Uh, it's set for June 14th and June 21st, so there'll be some stuff to play. We could play the finals uh, for that week and then leading up to the X Defiant beta, so those games are still are still hanging around. Um, so if you got into the first one, the main thing people are going to be able to going to want to ask is if you got into the first one, you should be able to get right into the second one. If not, uh, go over to uh, Steam and sign up. Go to the Steam page and uh, sign up for it. I uh, said this is a side-by-side -side comparison to our previous beta. Um, again, I appreciate this game. I really, man, I really don't think this game is for me. I had a tough time with it, with uh, enjoying the game mode, um, but they did tweak it a little bit, so I definitely need to give it another try. Uh, but this is another one where I really respect it. The reason I respect uh, what they're doing with this game is it's definitely different. They're uh, they're kind of they're putting on a masterclass. Uh, the studio seems to be with Unreal Engine Five. Um, the the server side destruction seems crazy in this game. Um, but the thing that I appreciate about this development path is that they're actually using a beta in the in the sense of what a beta actually is. Unlike the Battlefield ones or unlike the Call of Duty ones where the beta was just a demo, essentially, for advertising. Um, this one is, uh, is actually something that they're, they're working on, they're getting feedback from, and they're giving themselves enough time, enough time to make iterations on the game. Uh, the big thing is that this test introduces important changes to the game modes with a more casual-friendly variant of quick play in a 3v3v3 format. Uh, this updated mode called Quick Cash has longer matches, faster respawn times, faster extraction times and only one vault at a time. So I might be able to get into that a little bit because it just seemed, <coughs> it seemed kind of frustrating um, in the, in the tournament style. Uh, there were, there were times when a team would spawn closer to the vaults and be able to cash a bunch of money and essentially get victory um, out of reach. Um, so, so it was a little bit silly. Um, it was a little bit silly sometimes. So I think this quick play mode uh, might be a little bit more for me. Um, having a fast paced mode it won't allow i think i think it'll work well because i think it will eliminate that problem by if you don't have a super long timer there aren't going to be teams that get you know way ahead on cash and, and way ahead and um and out and over everybody where they're uncatchables keep those times short and uh then it's having one vault at a time so everybody's fighting over the same one rather than occasionally you would have you know a couple teams going at it and then one team over here with their own vault and nobody was over there and they were just cashing like money like crazy not even fighting and they would win so <clears throat> um so that's the case again might not be a game for you based on the graphics and stuff like that but i just feel like even though it is i'm not going to tell you what to do i'm not going to tell you what to do but i i could definitely see uh, I could definitely see that's something that we should respect um, out of the out of the work that they've done, and um, we just got to hope that Nexon doesn't screw it up too much. Uh, in my opinion, um, I don't know about doing a chat Q and A. Um, I guess quickly, if you guys have some, um, I could do a few. Uh, honestly, talking for an hour and a half straight has got my voice a little bit jacked up. Not gonna lie, I don't I don't usually talk that much. Um, well, if you guys have a couple questions, I would try to answer them uh, before we call it a show. 
uh, while you guys are coming up with those, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. I hope red's okay, or blue. I hope blue's okay, different color. I hope blue's okay. Don't know where he is. Don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, hope he's doing all right, whatever's going on with blue. And um, thank you guys for, for, for putting it out, or for sticking it out with me. Uh, try to bumble through this on myself. I hope I gave you guys some interesting food for thought on the games that we learned about um during the summer games fest week formerly e3 um thank you for for putting up with me just rambling about it i really i really enjoyed it um thank you uh thanks for sticking around and as it always goes if you guys want to support the show keep your money and uh just share it around be a friend tell a friend is uh is really all we ask dude auntie thank you so much for showing up and uh congratulations on all your success man I want to check out the the podcast you did, um, and everything. Congrats, man! So so much deserved. Uh, we're definitely definitely rooting for you over here. You're doing doing incredible work. Um, excited excited for season four tomorrow. A little bit a little bit. Um, I haven't been playing as much Call of Duty, um, but I'm happy to see them actually adding some uh, multiplayer maps this go around. Excited for that, and I I think DMZ is going to get quite a bit better too. Um. Crash could try Armor Reforger someday. Man, I suck at modding stuff. I was thinking about that today, how I would love to learn Unreal Editor in Fortnite. Because you can build pretty much any game. And then, like, you can even build a multiplayer game in there. And then Fortnite handles the infrastructure, handles the servers, handles the net code. And uh, it just allows it to be optimized and played on any device. It's like such, such potential with the Unreal Editor for Fortnite. And uh, I did... I haven't really talked about this much, but I did see somewhere where they posted um, the earnings that some people have made from their uh, Unreal Editor experiences. They've made a lot of money. Um, I think they're making a couple people millionaires based on how many people um, are playing their Unreal Editor experiences, to be honest with you. Um, Epic Games pays folks based on how many people play it, how many people come back to the game mode, how many people download and come back to the game to play that experience. And it's, um, you heard it here first. Let's keep an eye on Project, was it Project K? Uh, the one that uh, the all the creators are coming together to, to build their own uh, Unreal Editor experience in Fortnite, calling it a game. They could make a, a, a lot of money on that. So uh, let's, let's, let's see what they do. You know, thanks to Verd. Uh, thanks, everybody, for the kind words uh, for, for keeping me going. And I, I appreciate you guys uh, chatting throughout the show <laughs> to, keep, to keep helping me. Helping me get through it on my own one, pulling everything up and getting stuff done. Um, yeah, some really cool stuff in the Armory Forger. I, I need to check it out. I, I, at the very least, need to watch some videos on it and, uh, and see what it's all about. <clears throat> no clue what you're doing, but it's really cool. <laughs> nice, nice. That's what Armory is. A lot of mods, Battle Royale was done in Armor first. Right, right. The Armor BR mods. Yep. Yeah, a lot of really cool stuff. Um, much from that. Uh, makes me think about the stuff like Roblox being the future and just embodying the problems with game dev in total. Yeah, true, true, Lipid. Yeah, that's what's that's what's that's what's so interesting about it, and that's where uh, all the potential comes from. Is it takes so many of the headaches from from game dev multiplayer stuff, at least for sure. And uh, well, even any game where if you you know you build it in this editor, it will run on any device through Fortnite. It's just 
crazy. It's bringing bringing cave dev to the masses, and I would. I wish I was about twenty years younger, and I could try to learn that shit. Because I would love to make the right battlefield in that thing, and I would love to make, uh, basically, in a nutshell, a CS:GO. I would love to make a CS:GO that's first person and, and updated mechanics. Uh, a really simple, simple to learn yet hard to master bomb mode um, with modern first person uh, mechanics and movement. Um, and that that should be able to be done in Unreal Editor in Fortnite. I just the old <clears throat> the old spinning disc hard drive up here is uh, is a little bit full. I don't I don't know if I could learn how to do that or not. Um. But, but it would be really cool. But anyway, guys, um, I think that's a show. Thank you guys so much. I will do my best to get the, uh, the audio version ripped and put up tonight uh, before I go to bed. Uh, if you guys are interested, I uh, will be live. I've been, I've been kicking around uh, the, uh, the idea of going to, uh, to kick for my live streams. But um, as of now, I'm still streaming, um, streaming about every night over on Twitch. If you guys want to stop by. Uh, probably be playing a little bit of Rainbow Six over there tonight um, over on the, the Twitch stream. Drop a follow if you're interested in there. Uh, probably go live over there. Um, Bless America uh, here in just a little bit um, if you guys are interested in that and hanging out over there on Twitch. Maybe we'll go to Kick one day. I would like to be able to multi-stream. That's a whole other podcast topic uh, to talk about. I would like the ability... Uh, to multi-stream once in a while when uh, when big stuff is going on. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, so anyway, guys, have a great week. Uh, will be a few videos about some of these topics on my channel throughout the week. Um, I love you all. I can't thank you enough. Thank you to the podcasters. Thank you guys in chat. It's like, seriously, I keep saying it, but I don't want it to mean any less. I really appreciate it. And uh, have a good week, and we'll see you, uh, see you in about seven days. Bye.